Nein Nisan, Tes Nisan, Tzadik, His Praise, 235. The Rebbe said, From the revealed aspects you see of me, you don't need to learn. From what you see of me on the surface, you may have the impression that I'm usually depressed. You don't have to imitate this. Just be happy all the time. Do you do everything I do? Besides, the truth is that I am happy. If I don't seem to be, the reason is because I am constantly working to open up a path in places which were previously desolate desolate wildernesses. I have to cut down all the obstacles blocking the road. There are gigantic trees which have been growing there for thousands of years. They have to be cut down. I have to go back and forth again and again, cutting and cutting, in order to prepare a public way for everyone to go on. It was because of all these exertions that the Rebbe often seemed dejected. On the same occasion, the Rebbe said Rabbi Shimon had also been involved in this work of clearing a path. 236. We also heard that because of the well-known fact that the Rebbe's family were descended from the house of King David, they usually went with a broken heart, and it was not their way to wear a smiling face most of the time. King David composed the book of Psalms, much of which contains the passionate outpourings of a broken heart, cries, entreaties, and supplications. This is why his descendants generally go with a broken heart. The Rebbe's uncle, Rabbi Baruch of Mezhebuzh, also rarely smiled or seemed in a happy mood. Most of the time, he too went with a broken heart. As far as we are concerned, however, the Rebbe's instructions were that we should always be happy. 237. The Rebbe related that when he was young, after his meals, he did not content himself with the regular blessings after meals. He also gave thanks to God in Yiddish for everything he had eaten. He improvised and made mention of all the things he had been given to eat that day in order. For example... He might have started off with a drop of spirits and a piece of cake. Next, before his meal, they might have served radishes as an appetizer, followed by the meal itself. Rabbi Nachman would then offer thanks for each individual item, one by one. His wisdom, 98. Saying psalms is a remedy for a sick person, as it brings him to put his trust in God alone. This trust is a support and a staff. One leans and depends on God just as one leans on a staff or cane. King David said, God has been my staff. Psalms 18:19. He could lean on God as on a physical support. It is written, if he gets up and walks about outside on his staff, he shall be cleared. Exodus 21:19. One is healed through the staff of trust. It is also written, a staff shall come forth out of the stock of Jesse. Isaiah 11:1. 1. This verse speaks of the Mashiach who will emanate from David. He will hold the healing staff of faith. It is also written, The breath of our nostrils, God's Mashiach, Lamentations 4.20. The staff of healing will arise through the holy breath that King David placed in the Psalms. Regarding the Messianic age, it is written, There shall yet sit old men and women in the broad places of Jerusalem for many days, every man with his staff in his hand. Zechariah 8.4. From this verse, the Talmud learns that Sadiqim will resurrect the dead in the Messianic age. Pesachim 68a, Zohar 1, 114b, 135a. The staff that they hold will be that of Elisha, which was used to resurrect the son of the Shunammite. Thus it is written, Place my staff on the boy's face. 2 Kings 4.29 This is the healing staff of faith. This was not recorded completely or perfectly, despite the fact that the major portion is no longer available. The little that was understood and recalled is that book, Conflict and Strife. B. 6. 
By giving charity, a person can defeat his enemies through minimal means and effort, as God will save him from even their greatest means and effort. 7. Reciting grace after meals causes God's greatness to become known in the world. Grace after meals also brings the government tranquility from conflict and war. 8. When a person studies Torah with pure thoughts, so that he eats with such holiness that he is nourished by the sustenance of the angels, his enemies are sentenced to strangulation. This is alluded to by the verses, And it was on the third day in the morning, Exodus 19.16, Then in the morning there was a layer of dew, Exodus 16.13, And it was at the morning watch, Exodus 14.24. I heard this explanation from the Rebbe's holy mouth. And it was on the third day in the morning, was said during the giving of the Torah, and refers to a person who studies Torah with pure thoughts. Then in the morning there was a layer of dew, was said about the manna, the food from which the angels draw sustenance, as our sages taught. See Yoma 75b. And it was at the morning watch, was said at the splitting of the Red Sea, when the Egyptians were drowned, which is an aspect of strangulation, as our sages taught. See Ketuvot 30b. Rabbi Nachman learned from one morning and applied it to the other, thereby deriving the above insight from Haran. 1. Lesson number 60. 12. There exists a trust of the other side, which is described by the phrase, the trust of the unfaithful. Proverbs 25.19 By joining together holy couples for the purpose of procreation, which in turn is associated with trust and with the kidneys, which are organs of procreation, as in, her husband's heart trusts in her. Proverbs 31.11 The trust of the other side is thereby shattered like an earthenware dish. This, is alluded, this idea is alluded to by the custom of breaking an earthenware dish at the time a wedding match is made, and is expressed in the verse, Because you put your trust in fraud and corruption, therefore this sin will be for you like a crumbling breach in a high wall. It will break the way a potter's vessel is mercilessly smashed, and there will not be found among its pieces a shard big enough to carry a coal for the fire. Isaiah thirty twelve to 14 let us explain this idea in a little more detail. The essence of the attribute of trust is that a person should trust in God and do good. As it is written, trust in God and do good. Psalms 37.3 In other words, a person should not be distracted from his Torah study and his spiritual devotions due to worries and preoccupation over his livelihood. Rather, he should engage in Torah study and devotion, and he should trust that God will sustain him all the days of his life. If he does not possess the level of trust necessary to divorce himself entirely from worldly affairs, and he also wishes to engage in a trade or in a craft, he should nonetheless set fixed times for Torah study, pray at the proper time, and so on, and he should not worry or be distracted by worries over his livelihood. Instead, he should trust in God. Furthermore, regarding giving charity, performing acts of kindness, and spending money to fulfill mitzvot, a person should have trust in God that he will supply him with what he lacks, and that for this thing, charity, God will bless him. Deuteronomy 15.10 Even if a person himself knows that his deeds are not what they should be, he should still not fall from his trust because of this, saying, Who am I to trust in and to rely on God after I have done so much wrong? Rather, he should trust in God's inexhaustible loving kindness and in his compassion, which never ceases, trusting that God will have compassion on him and will sustain and support him too, because God is good to all. Psalms 145.9 
A person should not trouble himself with worries and preoccupation over his livelihood due to his own sense of inferiority. Instead, whoever he is, he should fortify himself with trust, since his intention is for the sake of heaven. This type of approach is known as holy trust. On the other hand, when a person involves himself in any sort of shady dealings, God forbid, not to mention when he steals or cheats or engages in any sort of falsification or lies, or if he sells merchandise outside of the country when the government has forbidden it, and then he trusts that God will save him and help him to complete his illegal transactions undetected, this is the trust of the other side, which is described by the phrase, the trust of the unfaithful, and by the verse, because you put your trust in fraud and corruption. This sort of trust is like a broken earthenware dish, which has no hope for success. Even a person who engages in trade on a scale that is significantly larger than he is really capable of, and who borrows extensively from numerous people, and then he trusts that God will help him to conclude his business profitably, this too is the trust of the other side. Instead, a person must maintain strong trust that even if he does not run such a large business, nevertheless God will sustain him as is fitting. The intelligent person will be able to infer a great deal from these words of ours about how to flee from the trust of the other side, which is antithetical to the Torah, and how to strengthen himself in holy trust no matter how inferior a person he may be. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Master of Prayer Once there was a master of prayer. He was constantly engaged in prayer and in singing songs and praises to God. He lived away from civilization. However, he would visit inhabited areas on a regular basis. When he came, he would spend time with the people, usually those of low status, such as the poor. He would have heart-to-heart discussions with them, speaking about the goal. He would explain that the only true goal was to serve God all the days of one's life, spending one's days praying to God and singing His praise. He would speak to an individual at great length, motivating him so that his words entered the other's heart and the individual would join him. As soon as a person agreed with him, he would take him and bring him to his place, away from civilization. For this purpose, the master of prayer had chosen for himself a place far from civilization. There was a river flowing there, as well as fruit trees, whose fruit he and his followers would eat. He was not at all concerned about clothing. Rebunusson's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 132 Extend greetings to my young friend, the holy, praiseworthy fruit, Reb Nachman, Rabbi Nachman's grandson. Give him the two letters which are enclosed here from AZ and from his sister, may she live. They very much want him to come here, to talk to him in person. May God strengthen his heart to walk as he should on the path of truth, in the path of his holy ancestors. May we never be ashamed of him, nor him of us. The words of his true, eternal friend, Nussan, the same. Warm greetings to all our comrades, with a great and mighty love. Fortify your hearts, all you who hope in God. Strengthen yourselves determinedly to study Torah, to pray, and to petition God every day, because outside of this, everything is meaningless. Remember well the vanity of the world, vanity of vanities, totally without substance. While everyone knows this, it must be repeated every single day, and we must snatch all we can every day. Maybe, just maybe, we will be able to rescue our souls from the great torrential waters, from the abyss of the vanity of this world. No matter what happens, the desire alone for holiness is also extremely valuable and good, and the effort to rescue oneself, even if one does not succeed as one might, is extremely valuable and good as well. 
No good effort, desire, or wish is ever lost, but lasts for all eternity. In the end, all of a person's efforts and desires for good will join together to lift him out of the pit of destruction, from the deep mire into light, where he will gaze upon the pleasantness of God. The words of your true eternal friend, Nussan, the same. Reb Nussan's Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 371 It was your good heart's desire that compelled me to write you these words. Fortify yourself determinedly, my dear son, and bring yourself to joy at all times, particularly during the coming holy days of Hanukkah, no matter what. May God, who is good, pour out His good oil upon you and upon me, and shed upon us all material and spiritual good. May the verse be fulfilled, the flour container will not run out, and the oil flask will not be lacking. 1 Kings 17.14 Through the power of the true tzaddikim, who are constantly eliciting holy anointing oil, as in, to draw forth much holy oil and to kindle the lamp. Zohar 1.31 See Likutei Moharan 1.54 We must lift up our eyes and beseech him at all times. Have pity! Have pity, Master of Compassion, on Israel as a whole and on every single Jew individually until we merit to have our request fulfilled and to see the sprouting of the glory of David your servant and a shining forth of the light of the son of Yishai, your anointed one, Mashiach. For by your holy name you swore to him that his light would never be extinguished. The words of your father, sighing and broken, My spirit is crushed in its vessel. But nonetheless, his kindness to me and to us has been abundant, and by his kindness I fortify myself to turn everything into happiness and joy. I will celebrate and rejoice over your kindness. Nussan of Breslov Just this moment they brought me the objects. It is good to thank God for this too, because it is necessary to thank Him for every single particular. Everything comes in its proper season and time, for He made everything good in its time. How great are God's deeds that He supervises every single thing. You know for yourself how much I am longing and yearning to hear any piece of news, great or small, about my friend Reb Nachman, may his light shine. May God guide him safely on his journey and grant him his good counsel. May he return to me safely and quickly. If you hear anything of this in writing or orally, please be sure to inform me right away. Salvation is in God's hands. Best wishes to you and your family. It is now close to daylight. Sate us in the morning with your loving kindness. May God command his kindness upon you by day. My heart is full of things to write you, but I have already written you quite a lot. Besides, it is impossible for me to elaborate the way you would like in this context. Study and reflect a great deal upon the Rebbe's holy books, and likewise upon the innovations and explanations that God has allowed me to develop from them. Give your soul life with them, then your light will break forth as the morning. Shemot HaTzadikim, B'nai Yehuda, Chor, Shoval, Ra'aya, Yachat, Achumai, Lahad, Tsarati, Eshtaulia Vietam, Yisrael, Yishma, Yidbash, Penuel Avigador, Ezer Avichusha, Achuzam, Chefer, Temeni, Achashtari, Tseret, Tsochar, Etnan, Kotz, Anuv, Tsoveva, Acharchel Ben Huram, Yabetz, Chluv Achi Shucha, Mechir Avi Eshton, Rafa, Paseach, Tachina, B'nai Kenaz, Otniel, Saraya, Chatat, Maonotai, Afra, Saraya, Yoav, Iru, Ela, Naam, Kenaz, Yahalelel, Zif, Zifa, Tirya, Asarel, Ezra, Yeter, Mered, 
Efer, Yalon, Miriam, Shammai, Yishbach, Eshtemoa, Ishto, Ayehudia, Yalda, et Yered, Avigador. Chever Avi Socho, Yikutiel Avi Zenoach. Bnei Bitya Bat Faro, Asher Lakach Mared, Hodia. Nacham, Avi Kela Hagarmi, Eshtemoa Hamaachati, Shimon, Amnon, Rina Ben Hanan, Tilon, Yishi, Zochet, Ben Zochet. Er avi lecha, lada avi maresha, ashbea, yakim, anshe choseva, yashuvi lachem. Reb Nussin's Prayers 1. Prayer number 109-91. Master of the world, you lovingly chose your nation, the Jewish people, and graciously gave us your Torah through Moses, your faithful servant. Following that, in every generation you have sent us holy and awesome tzaddikim, pious wise men who have understood the depths of the Torah and have revealed wondrous and elevated insights. No tongue can describe the holiness and ability of these people. They proclaim your praises, telling of your might and the wonders that you have performed. They draw down and reveal holy faith so that all people may experience it. Yet even so, we have not been inspired to return to you and we have not repented of our errors. As a result, you have sent us many troubles. But even worse, there are a number of Jews whose minds and hearts have grown so twisted as a result of their bitter troubles that they have lost their faith. What can we say? Only you know all that we are experiencing in these generations before the coming of the Mashiach. And who knows what more will occur? Who will rise up on behalf of the weak Jewish people? Have compassion on us, God of faith, for we are in great distress as a nation and as individuals. Save us. Hashem, hear my prayer, listen to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness. Hashem, your kindness is in the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the heavens. For the sake of your name, help us attain perfect faith until we feel awe before you who fill the entire world with your glory. You stand over us constantly and look at our deeds. You know our thoughts and investigate our hearts. Unique Master, full of compassion, who has pity on the poor. Strengthen us so that we will know and believe all of this. May this awareness keep us from committing sins, indulging in evil thoughts, and falling prey to confusion, particularly from every type of crookedness in the heart, from every type of thinking that opposes your holy faith. Tzadikim throughout history. Master of the universe, you alone know who you are. We fully believe that you exist, that your existence is necessary, that you are unique, primal, eternal, without beginning or end, that you created the world out of absolute nothingness over 5,000 years ago, and so forth. In your compassion, you've shown your holy faith unto us through our patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who began to reveal your godliness in the world. Afterward, you gave us your holy Torah through Moses, your faithful servant, by means of the great and awesome wonders that he performed on our behalf to give us life to this day, he illuminated our eyes and opened the light of knowledge so that we may know that you are Hashem, our God, and that there is no one else besides you. And then in every generation you sent us true tzaddikim, elders and prophets, Rishonim and Acharonim, Tanaim, Amoraim, and Rabbanan Savorai, Gaonim, Rabbanim and Chasidim, and other holy people in every generation, until you sent us awesome tzaddikim like those in our generations. Walking in the ways of the tzaddikim. Help us always walk in the ways of these tzaddikim, obey their directives, and live in accordance with their will. Teach us how to internalize the holy faith 
that our holy fathers and rabbis, the tzaddikim, drew down to us in their great holiness. Help us draw onto ourselves their faith, kindness, goodness, and righteousness. They toiled to help all Jews for all generations. They worked to draw down and reveal holy faith to all people, particularly to the holy Jewish people who are special and close to you. Save us at this time of trouble for the sake of their unfathomable merit. Save us, God, because the waters have risen and threatened to drown us. Help us attain complete faith until we will come to knowledge and our holy faith will spread throughout all our limbs. May we always communicate our holy faith clearly and with all our hearts. As the verse states, I will sing the kindness of Hashem forever. For all generations I will make your faithfulness known with my mouth. The heavens will praise your wonders, Hashem, even your faithfulness amid the holy congregation. Your faith is in every generation. You have set up the earth and it stands. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set your laws before me. The word of Hashem is straight and all of his deeds are faithful. The tzaddik will live by his faith. My faithfulness and my kindness shall be with him and through my name his might shall be elevated. Hashem is good. His kindness is forever. His faithfulness is in every generation. I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me with righteousness and with justice, with kindness and with compassion. I will betroth you to me with faith, and you will know Hashem. Blessed is Hashem forever. Amen and Amen.